Good evening, or good, or good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are. I'm Indy Advant, and with me today is my friend Sterling. He runs Strudelsoft, a floppy label on Bandcamp. He's a producer, a music producer, under the name Encarta95, and he also runs a label called Lost Angles with someone we interviewed on a previous episode, Josh Starkey. So uh, welcome to the show, Sterling. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure, man. How's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's uh, a Monday night. I just got a, a, a shipment in of floppy disks that have a bunch of America Online disks in, so I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's awesome. I saw the picture for that. Yeah. Anyway, I was very excited about that, but... Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for this interview. Like I said earlier, uh, you know, you're very chilled out, so I'm going to try and be kind of chilled out for this interview. Cool. It's, like you said, maybe someone said that maybe you had like a surfer vibe, so I'm going to That's right. I'm going to say that you're like you're surfing the vapor wave, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. <laughs> but yeah, nice to talk to you. Nice like thank you for supporting uh Strudelsoft, by the way. No problem. I love the floppy game. Like I really appreciate it. I love what you do. Yeah, thank I, you. I, I've, yeah, I want to talk to you about that. I guess we'll we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that. For, yeah. First, let's talk about who you are and what you do. You're very. Um, you've had articles written about you on yeah. quite reputable um, websites, or I guess news outlets, CBC and Rolling Stone. Yeah. So that's that's exciting that's crazy um, i know uh you've collaborated with a ton of different artists and people and in, in different ways you run two vaporwave labels you have one project that's been featured on or two actually i think on vcr recordings yeah yeah and um, I love i love Vito. i love the whole that whole scene yeah yeah he's he's awesome and you have some work on your own label too um lost angles right yeah well like to be perfectly honest with you um uh, josh like hexadecimal you interviewed him a couple weeks ago i guess he's like the he's the main person behind lost angles now um mm -hmm. we started it off together he you know he's you know he says i'm i'm part of it now but really like it's it's all him and he like works his ass off um at that um yeah i help out where you know where i can like but really it's kind of like it's ever since we started lost angles it's it's like whatever venture that we we start it's it's like both of ours you know what i mean mm -hmm. but the day-to-day -day stuff it's all it's all josh and uh yeah i gotta hand it to him because like he's been going non-stop with that for a long time yeah i know i it's a lot of work Oh, it is. It's insane. And even Bodway Video, um, we started that together. And uh, after I moved, we moved away. It was like almost like we broke up, even like you know, in a relationship. But mm -hmm. I guess in a business relationship, we were. And after I moved, it's like I couldn't even. I started Bodway Video, and I was like, I can't even handle this right now. I think he said this in his interview. And he just took. He came here and actually took all the VCRs and this like. And he just started it back up again. Um, but yeah, like we've started all this together, and uh, as far as like Lost Angles and Bodway, it's all Josh, it's all Hexadecimal, and, and Strudelsoft is more of what I'm focusing on right now. But uh, I mean, it's it's all of ours in, in a sense, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he was but telling yeah. he was telling the story of how you guys got it started. 
such a neat story. Yeah. We've told, oh, I love that story though. Like, you know, just go into this uh, storage unit and throw it all these Max LC90 tapes. And uh, we looked at each other and we're like, we're, we're starting a vaporwave. Mm -hmm. It's, this is something that we have to do. We can't, what are we going to do? Throw out these tapes? No. Especially after we discovered vaporwave. Like he showed me vaporwave. You know, it was like Frank Javsi, how to make vaporwave and DMT tapes at the beginning. Yeah. And then like we found, you know, dream catalog and this is all be before the raccoon stuff. <laughs> and like, yeah. it was amazing. Like, I mean, dream, dream catalog to me, I thought, especially in like the year, like 2019, that they'd be like totally just, you know, dominating, dominating. Yeah. But I mean, maybe they are, I don't know, like in what sense, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, I can't think of a release they put out recently that I've bought. I used to buy them all the time, every month. That's true. You, you actually have a lot of uh, Dream Catalog tapes, like old tapes, eh? Yeah, a whole bunch. Yeah. They're my preciouses. Yeah. <laughs> I have many, actually, many preciouses. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's wicked, yeah. So um, yeah, you and Josh were good buddies and started that thing, and now he's mostly doing it himself, and you're taken over or you're you're running strudel soft yeah what it what is strudel soft actually like I, like it's a f floppy label um how did it get started yeah well i moved to ottawa for a couple of years and uh josh and i had worked at an audiovisual place like ab companies doing setups and um it's it's funny we started we you know we have a kind of a shared love for music and stuff like that and then the whole like uh, C90 tape thing happened with the storage unit. And uh, we, we started Lost Angles just kind of like, you know, on a whim because to be honest with you, Lost Angles is and was one of the first tape labels to do, um, to print you a tape on demand. And it's still to that to this day, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like limited edition. There's not too many tape, vaporwave tape labels that do that. Um, if I can think of like two or three, I, I don't think I can. Yeah. Um, so that was something that Josh really wanted to do was have something ready on demand. Um, not just a limited edition, you know, and we, like, I think I put out the Encarta 95 tape first and it, it like sold out, like it sold out and I was like, just, we couldn't believe it, you know? And, uh, mm -hmm. that was the first when, when release, we, right? Yeah, and it was kind of like half-ass, like kind of a joke, but half-ass, like kind of just testing the waters. Like, is this a thing that can can happen? You know, like is it, is this a real thing? You know, mm -hmm. and it is, and it's still going. People keep saying, you know, vaporwave is dead and stuff like that, but people are still looking for that first Encarta ninety-five tape. <laughs> yeah, there was only fifteen, right? Yeah, yeah, and the first VHS tape that Josh and I did under Lost Angles. Um, which he mentioned was the, the luxury elite fantasy. Yeah. Um, I had bought like a bunch of uh, white VHS tapes on eBay and we sold, I think 20 of those in tw like 20 or 25 of those in 20 seconds. Jesus. And that's when, for me, it was like, holy shit, like this is, this is a, like a thing, you know? And um, I forget what the question was or where I was going with this, but. Well, no, that's a, it's a great answer. <laughs> that sums it up. Um, so what what is vaporwave to you like what 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 exactly is it i think that has changed for me um when in 2015 when we first got into this i think vaporwave to me uh, 
and even up until recently, was a repurposing of 80s and 90s music and early internet nostalgia, you know, taking samples and kind of making it your own, or sometimes not making it your own, but just to have that vibe that to create that nostalgia. And like I said to you earlier, I'm, I'm kind of lucky in that way because I'm 37 years old. I'm old in the vaporwave game. You know what I mean? Like I'm pushing 40 years old. And I remember in grade seven, the first time I had access to the internet, I was talking to people across the city at different schools, like over a BBS, like a bulletin board system. You know what I mean? And that just blew my mind. And in grade eight, grade nine, like I got into like when Netscape Navigator came out, I was there, you know? <laughs> so I grew up with like, <laughs> I grew up with the, the early internet. And I think there's a lot of producers out there in this genre that didn't, but kind of wish that they did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of, I think Vaporwave to me now is whether it's sampled or not, there's a lot more original stuff coming out and it's exciting because you even see Vaporwave artists now kind of evolving from using samples into doing their own stuff. And it just like totally blows you away. I think one example today actually that I listened to was a new uh, Cobalt Road uh, single. I didn't expect that to go like Cobalt Road to go into that direction of like super funky, but it's like so dope. You know what I mean? Mm. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I think it's changed for me. It, it started off as early internet culture, uh, 80s, 90s uh, samples. And now today, um, Vaporwave for me, I don't know. It's like it could be almost anything as long as it creates like a instills like a, a feeling of nostalgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it could be anything. There's people like that I listen to that do that for me that don't use samples. And I think one of them is a guy that's totally underrated. His name is Bart Graft. Okay. And I, you got to like, you got to check that out. I love that stuff. I love stuff that's kind of borderline vaporwave, borderline synthwave, and outrun. I don't know. I'm getting more into that, but I kind of created a a little bit of a firestorm on Twitter. Not a firestorm, but just a discussion the other day where I said, you know, um, I, I really like future funk, but I'm not into the anime visuals. Right. And I, and people were like, oh, it's not all anime. I'm like, oh my God, like, I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we can cut that out, by the way. No, it's fine. <laughs> the, fu the future funk community is very, very critical. Well, they're critical because they're like, listen, uh, you're, gener you're generalizing future funk as, you know, having that that aesthetic of of anime and and all of it doesn't I'm like no you're right all of it doesn't but a lot of it does yeah like 60 percent. but maybe I, don't know. I have to say i last night i was having a couple of beers and i was listening to future funk and um there's one artist i was listening to last night that i really like it's is it ev.exe evi yeah ev.exi yeah evxi or .ex, that that's that's hot yeah i actually have an an interview with him in a previous episode um oh really with the yeah the essential future funk show that came to toronto yeah well i was i i was looking at that show and i was like oh yeah so that's I, pretty that's pretty cool yeah i want to do a future funk show here in cornwall ontario yeah We'll see how it goes down there's if you're not like a tragically hip tribute band or something like it doesn't work out well here for you no well i'll check out there and i'll be 
I'll be in the crowd cheering. I'll pay your train ticket. Let's do it. <laughs> there you go. So what do you, what do you, well, you were mentioning sort of what you love about Vaporwave, you know, internet culture. Mm -hmm. um, we were actually talking about that on a previous episode of the podcast too. You mentioned some people that are born um, into the internet already and don't know the early internet or pre-internet. Yeah, for sure. And something we were talking about, it was uh, nostalgia for lost places or places that don't exist sort of. And that's kind of what or, vaporwave is in, in a way. Yeah, or, or like nostalgia for. A, sorry to cut you off, but it's fine. nostalgia for a time that you weren't you weren't able to be there. You know what I mean? Like, maybe nostalgia for a, an earlier time where you know a lot of people weren't born. Like, there's a lot of fa you know fans or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're born in like '97, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever. But it's part. I, I think I was lucky to be born in '81. You know, you got to see it all happen. I keep I keep saying you know I'm gonna stop saying you know all the time. Yeah, no, I do it too. You know, it's mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, funny. No, it's uh, it's I don't know. It's something people wallow after, or it's 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 highly sought after. Sort of like that's why I like city pop. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Because I get to broad be broadcasted to the, back to that universe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really it's a neat thing that we're starting to explore as a culture and it's nice to watch it develop uh, especially because it was born online like i was thinking today how interesting it is you know people always say yeah vaporwave was born on the internet yeah that's for sure that's true mm -hmm. but if you think about it a little deeper it's like vaporwave isn't really owned by anyone there's not really any that's true. other genres that you know, there's going to be a company coming after you unless it's you sampled it poorly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you make original Vaporwave, you know, like apart from the labels that are Vaporwave labels, like it's going to be interesting to see because you know how corporations will capitalize on everything to, that can make money. Um, well, and to be honest with you, Indy, I, I see that kind of encroaching more and more on Vaporwave. Oh, yeah? Well, just even like, I don't know, the vaporwave aesthetic and stuff like that you saw like mtv a year or two ago did like a bunch of bumpers that uh, there's people there's people kind of they know they know that it's it's getting big and um mm -hmm. especially like when it's being picked up by like i don't want to toot my own horn but like being picked up by like rolling stone and stuff like when i got into rolling stone for making floppy disks with vaporwave on it like People are like, oh, like sell out. Like a couple of people said that to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, what are you like? Are what funny. are you seriously talking about? Like, I'm not, you know, I didn't seek that out. And if 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 Rolling Stone calls, like, emails you and says, yeah, do you want to talk about something? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. So like, you know, what are you supposed to do? Say no. Yeah. Like, like I told my who boss, are those I'm like, I, like <laughs> I told my boss, I need to leave an hour early. He's like, why? I'm like, I got an interview with Rolling Stone. He's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I said about my floppy disk. <laughs> so like, I'm, I amazing. immediately went to the beer store and like chugged four beers, like because I was so nervous, and I took the call on my patio. But anyway, oh, too funny, man. Yeah, <laughs> what do you suppose? But you know what? For me, the biggest thing wasn't rolling stone it was cbc radio yes and being a being a fellow canadian and you're torontonian mm -hmm. um 
that like CBC all or uh, as it happens, that's the shit, you know? Yeah. Well, you... And it turns out the the girl that interviewed me, uh, the woman that inter- interviewed me, she before me, she interviewed uh, the prime minister <laughs> because she was filling in for for the people that were, you know, they're on vacation. So she went from interviewing the prime minister to me about like floppy disks. Yeah, that's funny how it works out like that. President floppy disk label. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I don't know either. Whatever. Yeah. Well, no, those, those people I, that said uh, like sell out or whatever. I don't know. A lot of people. You ever look at YouTube comments? You know, it's oh, just like people who have too much time. I try uh, not I to, know. but yeah, I have. Yeah. Not but all also, of them. this. This is a shout out to all like uh, label owners out there, like that you really don't make all that much money. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Unless you're like huge. Well, unless you're selling like 500 vinyls in a day or something, but vinyls are crazy. To, like that's another thing I need to we need to talk about. I think it's vinyls because like they cost so much money. Like, oh my god. Yeah, shipping to Canada is rough. Oh, I'd love to do a little lathe cut or a vinyl, but. Anyway, shout out to all the label owners out there, because like, really, I know how much money you don't really make. And people are d- demanding. Unless you're like Dream Catalog pre-Raccoon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and people are demanding with the shipping sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, I can imagine it can be a lot of pressure for just one or two people. Like, my, my pet well, flamingo is two people. Yeah, that, that's insane. You know? And shout out to my pet flamingo, because that's crazy. Yeah. What they're doing. Like, <laughs> True showed out but um you know that's why that's why india i got kind of i got so discouraged when i was doing the um uh bodway video vhs Mm. because if you know canada post if you first off to get a package sent out it's like a lot of money second off to get it tracked is like a way too much money you know what i mean it's ridiculous and uh so i was sending out vhs tapes like not tracked and people were, were saying, oh, we didn't get it. And it's like, oh, my God. Then I'm like, I don't have any more. It's like for real, like a, a, a thing that like I'm, I'm run out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started getting all panicky and I'm trying to like do VHS tapes to send out and doing refunds. And by the end of the day, it's like this isn't working at all, you know, especially for VHS. But um, yeah, well, I wish my you, buddy Josh you were the first people to the do best it. on that. You were the first. Well, that's the thing too. That's the thing too. I I was like, there's been a couple of VHS releases in the community, but there's no VHS label. So we're going to start one up. And we did. And uh, to me, it just got a little bit too heavy too fast. Mm -hmm. I think I shipped out like 100 VHS tapes of like, um, uh, I think it was DDS. Yeah. Dot WMV. But anyway. Yeah, I imagine. It, just, it got crazy, like with people like saying, "Oh, I didn't get it." You don't know if they're telling the truth or not. Yeah, but you know, you, you know that they are. You know. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so you want to make it right, and then it's like, you're, uh, you go into the hole. You know. It's just another thing that adds to, the, to this self doubt, and I imagine it's another thing to add to the Excel spreadsheet. Like, yeah, and you can drive yourself crazy doing quality control for that t- sort of thing. Oh, for sure, for sure. Hmm. If there's if there's not enough time and like i said because you were the first people to do it it's like okay how long does doing this take what do we set our eta as you know what if, that's right yeah there's, there's a lot of variables 
Okay, well, let's get into a new topic. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a bit about your musical history, like how you got into music, what you love about it, and then what you love about Vaporwave that sort of makes you keep coming back to it? I, in the first day of grade seven, my teacher, Mr. Robidoux, sat down at the uh, drum kit and played a rock beat, and I was blown away. So I started playing drums in grade seven. And I, I think I'm a pretty good drummer. Nice. But I haven't been in a band in a long time. But yeah. So I joined like back in grade nine. I was into like a lot of industrial and stuff like that, like KMFDM, Ministry, uh, Skinny Puppy. Um, and I was drumming in a lot of bands in high school. Uh, Were we you still this, in the school band? No, we weren't. Well, it wasn't really a school band. We had this thing in the in the basement in the dungeon which was awesome. Every lunch hour, it was called Rock School at West Ferris. And uh, we had Wednesdays. So shout out to Mr. Molson, the teacher that like put on Rock School. He was like a machinist, uh, machine shop teacher. But every lunch hour, we'd go down there and just eat our lunch or like jam out, you know, and I have actually I have footage of this um, with my first band, Stigmatic, my first like industrial band. So it was kind of like an outlet and plus two was back then looking back it was like a safe space you know to eat lunch cool and just hang out with people you know yeah that's awesome and uh so yeah i'll show, I'll show you that youtube video later okay I have it like on, unlisted but to me it started off with like you know i was into like <laughs> crash test dummies and like ugly kid joe and then it got in like industrial and like remember remember presidents of the united states of america remember that cd i do i owned it yeah, I played that over and over and over. And then I peaches. got like into industrial music, like, yeah, Peaches and Lump. And so then I was into Electronica, like, and I'm talking like, this is like 1997, 1996. And, you know, got into Prodigy and all that stuff. And then in 2000, I went to Recording Arts Canada for audio engineering school. So I got my diploma in audio engineering, which is kind of funny because now I mashed down... Uh, <laughs> music to 8-bit you know what i mean yeah put it on floppy disk <laughs> so uh, yeah i'm an audio engineer and uh i've i have tons of like songs i've started and never really finished but i always like like electronic music i've always loved it and uh yeah i just i i don't know mm -hmm. still i still love it like aphex twin and uh jimmy tenor and you know warp records all that stuff sick. like i love it sick man and then uh, you found Vaporwave, and then is that all you listen to now, or do you still go back to the other no, stuff? No, hell no. No, no, no. I think if all you listen to is Vaporwave, like, you need to listen to some other stuff. Like, Yeah? I don't know. Like, maybe not. It all depends on the person. But no, I'm, I'm looking, like, I don't know. I listen to all sorts of stuff, like hip-hop. Like, I love Nas, and, you know, I listen to all sorts of stuff. Recently, I've been listening to Anderson Pack and... I don't know. Wish there was more time a, in the day to contribute to listening to music. There's so much of it. Well, there and there's too much vapor. Like there's too much even vaporwave to listen yeah. to. You know, and uh, <laughs> I like to try and listen to new music that's coming out, like indie bands and stuff like that. I really love this uh, indie band that came out a bit ago uh, called The Fourth Wanderers, and I've been listening to that quite a bit in my car and. Mm. I still have a six uh, six CD changer in my Honda uh, Accord, so uh, I've been burning CDs at work 
I don't have a USB stick in my car, which, you know, I wish I did, but it's all, it's all CD. Yeah. Well, CDs are, but, um, CDs are good. Yeah. You know, they're cheap now to get a CDR, but, uh, no, I like all sorts of music and, um, I'm kind of open to all sorts of music. Like, uh, there's another uh, album that I'm into recently. It's called, uh, Time and Place by Kiro Kiro Bonito. Ooh, I know them. Yeah, and I, I've been digging that in the car too. I, you know, I got that in the car. So, just random stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've played drums in like metal bands, heavy metal, uh, like death metal, country music, mm-hmm. um, rock and roll. Like I, you know, it, I'm just kind of open to whatever. But um, yeah, that's really cool. I that's why I, I think I think that's why I, like I I love vaporwave so much is because I don't take it too seriously. Right. Even with my releases, I you know. If you if you take it too seriously, you can kind of be hurt when no one really listens to it. Um, as far as like a from like a personal standpoint, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I like all sorts of music. Like, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do know that there there are some people that just go vaporwave only, and yeah, there is so much of it that I kind of wish that I could do that sometimes, but. Got got too many other, too many other. There's so much stuff out there. Yeah, I'm su- like, subscribed. To I mean, too much. I watched this guy. I was watching him last night on uh, YouTube, and I saw him live actually in Ottawa. His name is Pokey Lafarge, and he's like a kind of an old timey kind of country, like you know, sure singer, but like kind of like not really. Kind of, it's a it's very um, upbeat, not very like old country, but. I don't know. You have to check out Pokey Lafarge because um, I'm into him too. Like I like all sorts. When I go to to karaoke, I sing like uh, you know The Cure and Depeche Mode, and then I'll turn into like I'll sing like some George Jones, you yeah. know, some old country. Just put it on. It doesn't matter. I'll sing it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so you have, I think it's five records. Is that right? Do I? I don't know. Oh, boy. On the Run, Food Court, Inter-Office, Into the Goblin Forest. <laughs> Into the Goblin Forest. And Airborne. And I actually found one more that struck me as weird. Maybe we'll talk about that later, mm. I guess. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. About Are you that. talking about Virtua Dennis? I am, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, what's Virtua Dennis? So I was at work one day and I was very bored. And uh, I, for some reason, I kept on thinking I want to do something but like, about Dennis the Menace. Okay. For some reason. I don't know why. So I found this like 3D character that's like Dennis the Menace or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's the album cover. And I just had like these MIDI jams and stuff <laughs> that I had. And uh, I was too embarrassed to like release it. <laughs> Like through my normal channels, yeah. Because I was like, "Oh God!" Like Virtua Dennis, and <laughs> like this is kind of this is really cheesy. So I'm like, I put it on archive.org, yeah. And uh, that's about it. That's about how it happened. Like it was like sound fonts and MIDI jams, and yeah. No, that's holy. That's awesome, man. I, that's where that is where I found it. Archive. Yeah, yeah, archive. Yeah. See, A little sleuth. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So I hope no one listens to Virtua Dennis. No, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll check it out. 
I, I didn't check Sorry. it out. I'll check it out. Uh, Please do. Um, so of your five records, at least the ones that you, you know, you have on your band camp, what's your, what was, which one was the most challenging? Uh, food Court. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? For sure. Well, it's Food Court is the album that I did with the least amount of samples. The least amount of, it had the most amount of work into it. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Kind of like crafting um, original ideas. Yeah, and I was throwing some original, like kind of peppering some original ideas in between. Mm -hmm. Some, you know, some stuff that maybe wasn't so original. But, and then it was really cool because my brother, um, he's actually does the the voiceover on one of the songs on that album. Oh, <laughs> which which I like too. His, his name on the album, he's credited as Varney Ocean. Okay, which is a really stupid name, but sure. yeah. Cool. So I don't know. I, I like that album a lot. And yeah, it was a great record. I think it's my Secret Schools. Secret Schools did the um, uh, Dino did the uh, artwork for that, and it was really good. Yeah, nice. too. So. Yeah, it's great. I think it's my favorite. I like Inter Office a lot too. Yeah, Inter Office is some really good, like sound fonts jams. Like, mm -hmm. how how did you come up with the the whole theme for that? It just sounded like an like I like to mess around with MIDI files and creating MIDI files, and like kind of running them through sound fonts. Okay. And for me, it just sounded like you're in, like in an office for some reason. And uh, so I was like, this sounds like inter-office, like, like an inter-office memo, you know? Yeah. Being passed around, but in the form of this music that, you know, only exists inside the office. It has a really kind of weird, like, sound to it, to me, anyway. Mm. But, uh, yeah. So I was just like, I think I'm going to call it inter-office. So I went on Google Images, and I'm like, office, like 80s office and done done like found the <laughs> found the artwork yeah like, it wasn't that crazy i did it in two i think yeah so what but i mean people loved it though when it came out on dmt and uh yeah that's a i was very surprised by that i'm like oh cool like, yeah no it's all about the the album art you're saying that you, you i think um interoffice was your most popular release it, it, I think it is, yeah, for sure. And it was your first release, so that's interesting. I think Vito messaged me once, and he's like, "Dude, people keep on downloading this. Like, this is insane." The album really? art, I'm telling you, it's it's brilliant. Yeah, and I have to say, I'd say about forty or fifty percent of Vaporwave is album art, and that may may not be a popular opinion, but if you have hot album art, you're rocking. <laughs> we all love it. Admit it we do admit it that's because like sometimes you won't even check out now but yeah well i won't buy one unless i hear it but i will digital ones mm. yeah for sure yeah uh where did the aesthetic for into the goblin forest come from it's got a 3d like nintendo 64 or sony playstation look to it yeah so i was on the net one day and i was looking at 3d model that and i found this like forest and it kind of looked crazy, and I kind of I modified all the the meshes and the colors a bit, and uh, <laughs> I found this 3D model of a, like a free OBJ of a, a goblin, and I was like, well, I could put the goblin into this forest, right? And uh, sure. 
yeah the background the background of that whole scene there it was just like gray right so i had to put like some sort of like a real forest photo if you look in the, on that album art in the background it's like a real real trees and stuff but no i was just like you know what into the goblin forest there's a forest 3d i rendered it out and, I'm, and i was like this is like i said i don't take um or at least i didn't take vaporwave too seriously and especially the stuff that i did um but uh yeah that's it's it, there was no real thought to it it was like here's a goblin here's put them together like into the goblin forest <laughs> sweet like there's no real thought behind it at all and sometimes that's why that's how i like to do stuff is like don't think about it too much just do it yeah sorry my cat Flo, get out of here get off there she crazy cat so, sorry she's gonna knock over my game boy oh no there you go yeah don't knock over the game no. boy. well a lot of artists she, do it that way you know like um dj real djing is sort of this like just mm -hmm. winging it you know doing it as it comes right so it's a mm -hmm. common thing and um, so, and then you had another record that you actually had some collaborations on with, uh, with hair, you had a uh, haircuts for men on there yeah and paths right and paths yeah that was awesome mm -hmm. and how did that come about well see my canadian <laughs> accent there come out how, how to come about yeah you know what I'm a firm believer, and Josh, like Hexadecimal and 3D Blast know this, I'm a firm believer in just asking. Because more often than not, people say yes, sure, you know? So I was doing this album, and I was like, who do I want, like, who can get on this song, you know, that I don't really know or work with, you know? And I thought of Haircuts for Men, and I asked, and said, yeah. And then Paths was like, yeah, for sure. And that was it. Like, it was just, um, it was pretty easy. Nice. Well, I, I just came up with those two, you know, I just thought of those two people and asked them. Mm -hmm. And I was stoked when they, they said, yeah, for sure. Wicked. And do you have... Send me the stems, bro. Yeah. Send me the stems. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do you have any plans for collaborations in the future? Um, Not really at this time, but I'd like to collab with, like, I don't know. 3d blast or something in the future yeah what about any i'd like to i like i'd like to do some more like future funk stuff myself cool and some more like disco not disco but like you know french house french touch you know i'd like to do some of that stuff nice i'm kind of like getting over doing the jokey like i was saying the the uh you know midi jams and the sound font stuff and i want to start doing my own like you know just playing my own synths and stuff like that because i have a lot of files like started but nothing like nothing finished you know mm -hmm. yeah that's a problem some people have it's like too many ideas you just want to start something every day something yeah. every day it's like i started this i downloaded a bunch of old like uh like a vintage synth pack and i started this song and like i sent it to a couple people and they're like oh it sounds like like home resonance you know what i mean <laughs> and i'm like oh but i'm like is that bad you know like is that bad so. to sound like that i don't think so no, outrun's awesome you know i actually have an outrun band too oh dope it's called yeah it's called neon lambo <laughs> sick yeah i'll send you the soundcloud after but yeah do it maybe we'll that's been a while it. that's but that's like four years ago but yeah 
now back I can, in Ottawa. I can tell that you were starting to take the project into a different direction with the new record on on the run, even with yeah. the this the theme you're going for. Like a, I don't know if it's like a movie. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a a movie trailer type deal, right? And it's supposed to be like a soundtrack to a movie, but I didn't execute it properly, and it just ended up confusing people. I think. Oh. And now I think I'm even confused by it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, now that I think back, but um, no, there's some there's some good stuff on there. I like I like the songs I collabed with Paths and Haircuts men on but yeah i don't know it's all right it's like you know when you write an album or whatever you do you put out an album you're not really that into it after i don't know if that ever happens but for sure I'm, I'm not, everybody probably feels that way about their their work yeah yeah i think i think virtue of dennis was better <laughs> <laughs> not just joking <laughs> yeah well i'll check them both out and well no how yeah, about yeah. You listeners check them out and you can tweet at us or tweet at Sterling. Yeah, Virtua Dennis or On the Run. Yeah. Actually, speaking of that, how do what do you use? Use Twitter? Actually, yeah, you do use Twitter. I looked that up. You have quite a few followers on. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm getting more and more each day. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. No, I love your internet followers. I love your feed. It it's just it's like I get to dive in, like I said before, into a universe sort of like uh of the classical stuff that i love yeah yeah for sure you capture the aesthetic nicely i like you know if you follow me on twitter at incarta 95 you know it kind of lets you into my everyday life where i go thrifting and uh you know i'll take a picture of my breakfast and stuff like that (laughs) and uh just random stuff just totally random stuff so i don't know yeah it's awesome i love it definitely check it out thank you do you have any favorites uh, for a vaporwave albums? Like recently or ever? Oh God! Um, Stuff you always go back to. I like 3D Blast Pioneer. Yeah. Um, a lot of early Lost Angles releases. Max Headroom. Yeah. Um, I like. Oh God. Oh, I can't even think right now of, of stuff I like. Recently, I've I've been really into. Um, Desert Sand feels warm at night for yeah. some reason. Like I started listening to I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Um I bought the Sierra Mist tape, which I really like. Um sweet. And yeah, we might have an interview with Desert Sands coming up soon. Or Desert Sand feels warm at night. Not yeah, sand. Desert Sand. Yeah. I always do that. I'm just gonna call it know, Desert Sands too. forever. I'm sorry. Do you have a favorite genre of vaporwave? Oh gosh. I don't know. Not really. I, I like late night low. I like like kind of older stuff. Mm. Um, I like it all. Like, I mean, I like, I like future funk. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like, uh, you know, luxury elite. I love DMT tapes, like almost everything on there. Mm-hmm. You can just, you can sit there and just listen for hours if you want. Um, I really like, uh, vapor tra- like the old kind of older vapor trap like uh, we came out with a tape on Lost Angles and it was called oh god can't even remember now it was like a tape where they're like in a boardroom anyway it was like Cobalt Road and stuff like that like vapor trap okay it's a compilation I need to look it up now sorry 
That's fine. Cloud Expo. I think, no. Yeah, Cloud Expo. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And Cloud Expo 2. Nice. So, like, Cloud Expo, Cloud Expo 2. You got Cobalt Road and Gansfield. Uh, you got pizza on there, PZA. I don't really, not really into pizza anymore. <laughs> yeah. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, some some things change maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess some releases are different than others. Yeah, guess guess pizza's out of the game. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, I saw you had Inter Office and a food court uh, LP on curates, but it didn't go through. Yeah, it didn't go through. Yeah, it was like there was def- only like six pledges too. Was it? Yeah, you know what? I probably could have pushed that way harder. I don't know what happened. I was one of those pledges. Oh, were you? Oh my God! Thank you so much, man. Heck yes, I was, dude. Thank you so much. You of know what? Of course, I I totally should have pushed pushed that harder for sure. Yeah, because like it was two albums in one. You get two. two yeah, albums, well, baby. I was surprised because come on, like it, the inner office is really sought after release. Like you said, Vito said yeah. people keep downloading it. It's the most downloaded. You said. Yeah. Out of um, all of DMT? Oh, out of all of VCR. Or VCR, VCR, right, yes. Well, it was on DMT, then VCR. Yeah. Made consciousness, but... Yeah. yeah. No, like, I mean, hey, I thought I have a, I have a chance with it. And I, I honestly, I just wanted one of those myself, you know? <laughs> Me too. Put it back up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should put I wonder if they save it if I log back in. You know, if... Uh, I don't know. Because I don't want to upload the artwork and stuff all like all again. Yeah. So can you tell us any funny stories or funny experiences you've had with, you know, making tapes or making floppies, experiences with some funny customers or something? The craziest thing that ever happened to me was when we found like 500 cassette tapes in a storage unit that were sealed, you know. Other than that, not too much, not too many surprises or people are very, um, very most of the people I've met, like over Twitter and stuff like that, very cool, very chilled out. Yeah. Yeah, the vaporwave community is amazing. It's for the people that do, you know, connect with others and encourage other well, people. It's like a nonstop. Yeah, yeah for sure. And and I, sorry to interrupt you, but I was on the uh, the the uh, private suite website today. By the way, oh sweet, that website is so dope. With the yeah, we're working your cursor and stuff like that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's really cool. So I was looking at the team um, and just, sh- just to- shout. I gotta give a shout out to shout our out. IT team. Yeah, we're pulling this off. It's Puffy Cheeses. Yeah, Rebecca Jane and Orami Orame. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Those mm-hmm. guys are wizards. Okay, we have a well, name, that's, and that's where I was going with this. It's like, people in in the community can get together and do something like that. You know, and uh, it's not an easy task at all to put together something like that. So shout out to, to private suite and all the people that make it happen for sure. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of contribution from other people that work yep. on the design and, you know, the, the workflow of how all the menu items work and yeah, it's pretty complicated, but um, yeah. Shout out to all y'all. <laughs> shout it out. Yeah. Well, thanks man. That's, that's really kind of you to say. No problem. Oh yeah. And I wanted to say about the, uh, into the Goblin Forest album. Yeah. I didn't know you were into MIDI when I listened to it, but that makes sense now because I thought it had a real like 
chiptune vibe to it. Yeah, well, I like um, kind of creating stuff in Fruity Loops or wherever, or like stealing little MIDI lines from people. Sure. And then what you do is run it through like a sound font. And you get this total, totally different kind of feel to, to the song because it has that kind of early 90s vibe where everything was like, you know, oh, yeah, you can listen to general MIDI if you want. But if you have like sound fonts or like the super like crazy like sound card for $300, it'll sound better, you know, the MIDI. Mm. And that's where I'm kind of coming from with that. Like back in the day when. I would hear like a sound, you know, like a sound blaster 16 or something for the first time. And uh, I, I think it just throws the music back a little bit more when you use technology that was only available back then. Right. Sound blaster, man, you just took me back. Yeah. I don't even think sound blaster supported um, sound fonts, but I may have, I don't know. I think it's a couple sound cards after that, but mm-hmm. anyway. Do but you... Sound Blaster, when I when I first heard sound like, you know, Sound Blaster card or even like a like a sound card that supported like five point one, I was like, what? Yeah, no, I remember those. Put them in the PC. You had to put them in the computer yourself. Mm-hmm. Those were the days. You kids, you don't know what you missed. Well, and that's that's the thing, Andy. It's like those were the days, and that's the that's what to me vaporwave is all about. Yeah. To me, to me personally, it's like, it's going back to those days, like, you know, visuals and audio to bring you back to that. Mm-hmm. If you we know. could go back, I would, but we'd have to bring like, just got to bring Wi-Fi back with us and then we'll be good. That's the thing. The internet sucked really bad. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when my friend Brooks, he had, he had internet like for the first time back in like the early or late nineties and uh, his cousin got it through the, through the university. So like the internet would like they, the server would actually call you and you would have to answer on your modem, you know? Oh, so wow. every time, yeah. Every time like you'd make a request and the server would call the home phone, he'd yell out like, don't answer it. It's the internet, internet, you know? Yeah. And it was like really funny to think back to that, like, don't answer the phone. It's the internet. Yeah. Like I have to answer it. And then, uh, you know, you have like a 14.4 or 28.8 baud modem. Yeah. Uh, connected. And to download like a JPEG, you'd be sitting there for a couple minutes. And, um, my friend, actually my friend, Pat, he was one of the first guys to have like a, uh, uh, South park web page on the internet. And he had uh, wave files of all South Park characters. I so probably like, spent some time on that website. Really? Yeah. You'd, you'd sit there and download like a wave file for like 20 minutes, <laughs> you know, and then it'd be like Cartman saying like, whatever. What does Cartman yeah. say? My cheesy puffs or whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's funny that he had one of the first um, South Park websites and it was over, you know, dial up. Like the whole thing is like Angel Fire or something. Mm-hmm. And he hosted but, it, right? Yeah, he hosted it on himself. Yeah, but uh, back then, like looking back, I was like, "That's genius!" You know, people downloaded it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Dial-up was slow, but it, I remember there was a phase where we had bandwidth problems, at least in North yeah. America. You know, we were limited if we downloaded or uploaded too much, and they only let us do so much a month. 
at least yeah. dial-up was unlimited did you grow up did you grow up in the states or no canada southern ontario oh they said america yeah huh. i did so, same thing yeah yeah you ever have uh, aol no but i, I got know. a floppy disk i'll send you yeah oh yeah for sure man i got a couple of them you yeah trying to install it yeah yeah do it <laughs> what do you think about vaporwave social media i think people are very respectful it's really cool what people are doing too so much art and i, I you know that feeds yeah i've been a part of it for like four or five years so i'm into it i like i like following weird people that are mm. weird like me you can really get in, lost into weird stuff like floppy disks and cd cdrs and old media yeah. old media new yeah. media it's interesting how you can get lost in uh, vaporwave social media especially if you read all the comments and replies on twitter oh, for and sure. on reddit yeah it's, yeah you can get lost for sure mm -hmm. i do sometimes do it because I, i'd like to see um, the interesting ideas people have and the effect the sound and the, the aesthetic have on people and I almost kind of like to track how it changes as it goes and what it means to people compared to you know, back in 2010, 2013. And we were talking before about um, when people started making their own music, like like non-sample-based stuff. Like yeah, yeah. 2814 uh, came out. And... Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I kind of went on a tangent there, <laughs> but no, uh, no, that's okay. I was I was on the tangent with you. Yeah, it's just really cool, like to see all the little things that people do. Um, it's it's easy to just get into the flow of seeing which releases come out and then yeah. stopping there. Yeah, but there's for a whole sure. other world of of um, delicacy waiting for you. Oh yeah. And that's the thing about vaporwave. It's not. It's like an onion. There's many layers. <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds, like an ogre. Ogre, yes. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I love. I love ogre from Skinny Puppy, by the way. No, but it, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that it's uh, vaporwave. Uh, social media is ever evolving, and it's more. It's becoming more art based, which I like too, because um, vaporwave was always about art and the music. You know, it wasn't one or the other. True. But, um, like we have no, a magazine. I, I really, yeah, we like have podcasts now too. It's I, like I'm excited for where it's going. And people that said vaporwave is dead, well, no, it's not. Like it's still it's going. Exactly. I think it. I'm I'm selling floppy like disks and birth and twenty eight fourteen artists. Yeah, yeah. Birth of a new day. Um, this is the name of one of the records. Not that's not the record I'm thinking of, but that's kind of perfect. You know, when Telepath made that project, it's like mm -hmm. that could be the the um, the point in time at which the new Vaporwave stream started. Well, remember <laughs> the? Do you remember the album Vaporwave is Vaporwave is dead? Sorry, you cut out. Yeah, Vaporwave is dead. Do you remember that album? Yeah, it was Sandtimer on Dream Catalog. I think after that came out, Vaporwave became more alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like to think about Vaporwave history a lot. There should. I wonder if um, anyone's like working on a documentary. You, my friend, should interview Vito if you want to 
talk about vaporwave vaporwave history yes yeah he, uh, from dmt he's been around for everything right maybe yeah no maybe yeah not. he's been around forever we have an episode coming out with him soon i believe so stay tuned for that um what do you think the future of vaporwave is going to be like maybe a year from now the future of vaporwave is going to be exactly like it is now okay all right i see what you did there <laughs> i'll take it um ever changing uh the future of vaporwave is that it's going to be alive still nice i don't know the future of vaporwave maybe <laughs> oh that's what i should say i don't know the future of vaporwave all right how could you predict something like how that? how could you predict that no am i a genie wizard <laughs> oracle yeah. psychic i just like to think about you know like people using samples a lot of samples are like mentioned this on a previous episode being used a lot like city pop and stuff so it's nice to see people making their own sounds like you mentioned ev.xi mm -hmm. um 2814 um and so it's like who's going to be the next you know cat corp or uh internet club like people just kind of stop and have to think again because the, yeah. some of the releases are so you know just profound and like news at 11 right yeah yeah for sure yeah um yeah i don't know who's going to be the next one i don't know but uh you know there's people making moves you know in well look at my pet flamingo talk about making moves like look at all the vinyl that they're releasing that's insane myself i'm not like a huge vinyl collector like as far as vaporwave goes i am in other genres but um yeah i just i don't know i like tapes and floppy disks <laughs> like vinyls i love vinyl but i don't know i have a couple vinyls here vaporwave but yeah well there's something special about vaporwave tapes yeah there is it's like I think that's how it's meant to be done. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the true medium. Yeah. I agree. I would say it just has that windy sound sometimes. And that's, that's what vaporwave. Well, and yeah, and, it, and like, it's all dependent with. on your player too. People forget that like, Oh, tapes wear out, but your player like wears out faster. You're, you know, your yeah, tape deck. exactly. So sometimes like it'll play like slow on your tape deck and faster on your friends. Yeah. Like, which kind of yeah. adds its own little layer of, you know, vaporwave. <laughs> yes. You know. <laughs> I want to do yeah, a, like a live stream on Twitch where I play like a PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 2 game and like focus another camera, like a USB camera on like a tape deck or and just like play a tape as the background, you know? Mm-hmm. Do it, dude. I think... I think People need more like live. I think uh, Lost Angles. Josh should do a live stream of him just dubbing oh, with tapes, his patching and stuff. Yeah, pa him patching first off. Um, you know, follow Hexadecimal on on uh, Instagram. Yeah, but yeah, him doing patching and not only not only that, but like imagine him like filming, uh, taping like a, I don't know, like just dubbing tapes all weekend or something. Exactly. That'd be. I'd watch that. You and know. You yeah you're already doing it yeah we need to see more of that stuff people we need to, get to see work. more yeah like let's and do we, some it more could live be an interactive thing let us see your daily lives like 
Yeah, come on, jeez. No, but I would watch it though. Like I'm just saying, <laughs> I said that to uh, Randool and I, 3D Blast, have said that to him for like three years now, saying just you know, record yourself like live stream dubbing tapes, and people will watch it, and they will, like. Yeah, well, he already streams so much. He should. I know, right? If you're listening, Randy. Well, Rand, no, no, not Randy. Sorry, Hexadecimal. You need. Oh, to, you okay. need to stream. Yes. Yeah, uh, he needs a new computer first. He needs a new M Audio. Hexadecimal's got about ten thousand dollars or more. Actually, twenty thousand dollars worth of gear, but he doesn't have like an M Audio to like. He can't talk to you on Skype. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He could patch a fucking a mean like he just did a ska patch. Like I've never heard a ska patch on a yeah. you know. But he he doesn't have an M audio to talk to you through his microphone. Like anyway. Priorities. Love the guy. You know what? You've talked to him like, you know, more than I have in like two years because you your friend. interview. Like I haven't talked to him in, you know, in a long time. Yeah. I mean we text we, we text but not talk, soon. you know. Yeah, for sure. Now it's all about the voice. Miss you, Josh. (laughs) Okay, I've got a couple more questions for you before we hit the road. All right. Um, I was on your YouTube. What the hell is that dolphin smoking thing? Oh, that's still up there? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I thought I deleted all my old 3D experiments. (laughs) Oh, no. Um... So I was messing around with like uh, Cinema 4D and this program called like Poser and there was like a dolphin. So I made like this little video of a dolphin kind of just going through the water for four, uh, four or five seconds. Yeah. But then I put I put a cigarette in its mouth and uh, I made it smoke and stuff, you know, in, in After Effects <laughs> or in yeah. Premiere. And that was the dolphin smoking. Is that that's still on my channel? Yeah, I just oh. watched it. <laughs> and that's actually me yeah. going where I like exhale. Yeah. So that's my my own voice. She's still up there, bud. Oh man, that's a that's a deep dive. That's a deep dive. Thanks, Indy. <laughs> no problem. That's what I'm here to do. <laughs> Uncover. You ever what's that guy's name? Anmar or something? He does. He's this YouTube guy. He does these crazy interviews where he looks up the most obscure information. About oh, uh, Nardwar. Nardwar. Yeah. Nardwar. I love Nardwar. Oh, he's hilarious. Uh, Nardwar, the human serviette. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you were not running a label, yeah, and doing all the other stuff you do, what do you think you'd be doing right now? I'd probably like buy like a lathe cutting machine and cut lathes. Yeah. For bands, yeah, indie bands. That's dope, man. Yeah, I'm thinking that indie bands are great. You know, like lathe I'm cuts. Indie. Like, I'm in a band. You wanna you wanna press my stuff? Sure. <laughs> Do you wanna put it on floppy? <laughs> yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll I'll let's make a that. deal. Like, yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you do this thing called thrifting with Encarta. You mentioned thrifting previously on this episode. Yeah, it's a it's a vlog I, I just started. Dude, I watched I put on the first episode. I could not stop laughing. I laughed my really? ass off. Maybe I Dude, should keep doing it then. Oh, definitely do it. I think maybe it was a bit long, 
but the oh. the in, the beginning was the best. Like there was just four things that happened. I was like, dude, no, oh my god, I can't. Well, you know what? Oh, I was in like a really happy, funny, laughy mood too. So I just, I think I'll, I'll keep perfect... doing it. Then. The thing is, you need. I need to do the um, uh, the top like the voiceover later. You know, do you still have the shiny fanny pack. Like, cause I'm trying to do voiceover while I'm filming. Yeah, and it it doesn't really work because like people are around me. Like I look like a psycho. Like <laughs> I sound like a psycho. Yeah, because people are just shopping. I'm like, oh, here we go with an NSYNC CD. You know, like so. Well, the thing I have a workaround. Just do the voice after. You know, like, oh, here I was at this. You know, this store. Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. you were doing the thumbs up sometimes. Like, okay, I'm still here, audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. I'm, I, you know. It's a test. Super funny, man. Yeah, Yeah, very cool. And then you also have something called Encarta Talks. Yeah. What is that? A little podcast I started. So the first um, Encarta Talks was with a YouTuber called uh, Retail Archaeology. uh, Oh, dang. I love that channel. Yeah, me too. So this goes back to my, my motto, all you have to do is ask, right? Yeah. So... I just, I asked him, I'm like, would you be on in Carter talks? <laughs> like, it's not even a show yet. And he's like, yeah, sure. So all you gotta do is like, ask people you kind of admire people you like to talk with them. You know, did you have a, any type of relationship developed prior to asking? Not at all. Not at all. Like, no, no. When I, when I interview people, I like to not have like a prior relationship um online or i don't really want to know too much because it makes for a more interesting uh, interview and outcome i think but mm-hmm. but i mean we're we're talking and i don't know too much about you you know so this is pretty cool well you are one of the few people that know my real name <laughs> that is true his name is dick channing tam <laughs> thanks yeah. All right, my friend. Well, uh, I think that's pretty much all, it for me. Yeah. Um, me too, I do guess. You wanna, anything else you want to say before we hit the road? Yeah, sure. I want to say uh, Encarta95 says thank you to everyone that's bought a floppy disk or my album. And I'd like to say thank you to Indie Advent. And I'd like to th- say thank you to uh, Private Suite Magazine. And I'd, I'd like to say thank you to uh, Josh Starkey, a.k.a. Hexadecimal. And I'd like to also say thank you to uh, 3D Blast. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say that floppy, the cryptocurrency floppy you made. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is the most, must be one of the most sought-after items in all of Vaporwave. Really, eh? I don't know. I, well, people, people love CatCorp. Like, straight up, people, yeah. people are insane about CatCorp. And uh, as am I, um, but I don't even have my own floppy of that. To be honest with you, like I'm being oh, totally no. honest, I do not have a floppy of that. I have a West End Galleria floppy and a Frank Jassy floppy. That's cool. Oh, dope! But I need to make my myself some floppies. Like mm-hmm. anyway. Well, now you've got those those nice white AOL. Oh, discs. pristine. Mm-hmm. That would look nice with the white cover i kind of want to leave the labels on them and just release like an aol compilation 
Yeah. Oh, dude. You know? Yeah, that's a. Yeah, do that. Like, just spray them with a little bit of paint, like a little flex of paint or something. Mm-hmm. And just just to add something to it, but like, I want to keep like the meridge, kind of, you know. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. I think I yeah. I think we should do a fucking compilation. Yeah. For sure, we haven't had too much AOL stuff, so that'd That's be it. a real treat. AOL, AOL, I can't even talk. AOL, AOL compilation. <laughs> but yeah, man. Sorry, I like. I, I need to eat some dinner. Like I'm fucking dinner time. But um, thank you so much for the interview, though. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure, man. I've been wanting just, to do one with you for a long oh, time. Man. Dude, cut out all the stupid parts and just keep the cool parts and whatever like what do you mean this is live oh no <laughs> is this live <laughs> we have you now ah oh, whatever <laughs> no, yolo i think i might do a jersey shore uh, inspired uh, vapor wave oh my god you have a lot of con- material to work with if you do i know i know that would be very nice submit a song yeah okay well dude thank you so much for talking to me it's nice talking to you yeah an absolute pleasure my friend well let's chat again soon all right peace out bro all right that was my interview with sterling aka incarta 95 it was a real treat to have him on the show definitely check him out strudel soft and incarta 95 like i said and uh yeah thanks for tuning into the show I'm glad that you are still here. <laughs> um, definitely check out Private Suite Magazine Volume 6. And the physicals will be coming out for that soon. And Volume 7 coming out next month. So keep your eyes peeled for that as well. We're going to leave you with some music. If you like the song at the beginning of the podcast, you can go back and check it out and re-listen if you want. Um, but that song is called Lounge, at least for now. And uh, you can follow Sterling on Twitter um, because he might drop that song one day. (laughs) Okay, the song we're going to play is called Romance, and it's from his record, Inter Office. Take care, everyone, and be well. (laughs) 